Welcome to the Three Tomatoes Happy Hour, and we do love happy hour and the clinking of glasses and cheers to all you fabulous women who are fully living your lives at every age and every stage. And here's the best news, every hour is happy hour. So whether you clink cheers with your coffee mug or your afternoon cappuccino, remember as the song says, it's five o'clock somewhere. Join us for some grown-up fun, interesting and stimulating conversations that will motivate, inspire, or just make you laugh. And for more grown-up fun, visit our website, The Three Tomatoes, and the three is spelled out, and sign up for our newsletters. Now sit back and relax and enjoy the episode. Welcome, Tomatoes, to another Happy Hour podcast. And we're definitely going to have fun today because our guest is Amy Schmidt. Amy is a podcaster, author, public speaker, blogger, and founder and CEO of Fearlessly Facing 50, whose mission is to empower and encourage women 40 plus to go all in and not lose their identity or become invisible. And we love Amy's mission, which is ours as well. And we're delighted that we recently published her book through the Three Tomatoes Book Publishing. It is called Cannonball, Fearlessly Facing Midlife and Beyond. So welcome, Amy. Mm, Thank you, Cheryl. I'm so excited to be here. This is so awesome. Thank you. Yes, me too. So uh, I was so excited when you first came to us with your manuscript for Cannonball, which, um, you know, I really loved it from the start. And what really struck me right from the beginning is how open and how honest Mm. you are with your own struggles as you approach midlife. And I think Mm -hmm. that's so important because it makes your story so relatable to so many women who Mm -hmm. are going through the the same thing. And you you married your college sweetheart. You have three kids who, as you say, are mostly out of the nest. But let me tell you from someone who's a little bit older than you, they never actually (laughs) They never leave. They they kind of come back. So I I hate to tell you this, but that's just how it is. Exactly. But but your husband's career, I know, required you moving around the world actually quite a bit. And you had the 24-7 hour job as CEO of the family and your home. But now it's your time, and there are so many great topics in your book to talk about. Mm, And obviously, we're not going to cover them all. That's why people need to go and get the book. Um, But let's start with, why did you want to write this book? Why was this important to you? Mm, Thanks for asking that. And a huge shout out to Cheryl, because I'll tell you, I just have to just put this plug in, because when I first started with my podcast and that whole journey, you know, you do market research. And you come across these incredible things. And someone that I came across with Cheryl in the podcast and everything that she does with Three Tomatoes. So immediately, I was so excited when she said, you know what, I, I like this manuscript. I think I can work with this. <laughs> so, so just a big shout out to you. You have really been a leader in this whole, just this whole niche and um, empowering women. So thank you for that. Well, thank you. Yeah, we need a, we need, a, we need as many voices out there as we yeah. as we can get shouting from the rooftop that absolutely the best part of your life is actually comes after midlife. It's yet and, to come. Yeah. yeah. So so the book, you know, it's funny because I've always been a writer. Um, ever since I was, you know, a little girl, age six, writing my little Hello Kitty diary with the with the lock and you know hiding it. I was always writing. <laughs> it was therapeutic for me. And I think as I went along, and as you said, you know, I, I married my college sweetheart. 27 years of marriage, three kids, moved 11 times, 
um, I kind of took on that role of traveling spouse, which I know some people say, oh, I don't like that. I don't like that, Amy, but actually it was great. I don't regret it at all, but it also allowed me to kind of just create my story and um, kind of live through these experiences that we do as women. And so when I came back to the United States, I'd been living in Germany for a while with the family. We came back and I had just recently lost both my parents within about 18 months of each other, which was very difficult. I experienced a few health hiccups myself. Um, I had kids in college and I was trying to, you know, get settled back in a new place again. And I'm sitting around with my friends and my peers and we're all having these same conversations. This common thread that women just, you know, we share. And we're talking about aging parents or about our bodies changing or relationships changing and all of these things that everybody seems to check the same boxes. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to take action on this. I'm going to share my story because I think that's empowering to other women to know, hey, Amy can do this. Anybody can do this. You know, we all go through these things. So that really was how I decided to put pen to paper and fingers to keyboard and go forward with it. And that's great. And you did it because a lot of people sit yeah. and think about these things or think about writing a book, but right. Amy actually did it. And that's a really, <laughs> that's a really big thing <laughs> and you. a really big lesson here too. Uh, and a big takeaway for people. And really what makes your book so wonderful is you do share your personal experiences. And as I said, mm -hmm. you're very candid and it's your experiences plus other women's experiences right. too that you share along the way. And you talk about the obstacles that women tend, we tend to put these obstacles in our own path. Yes. And, right. and they really do keep us from moving forward to really what can be such an exciting you know, next phase of, yeah, of life. Yeah. So what were some of the major obstacles that you had to overcome to create this whole new vision for yourself? Yeah, great question. You know, I think the biggest one that sets in for women is this whole fear thing, this fear of, oh, am I qualified enough to do this? Are people really going to listen to this? Are people really going to read this and say, wow, this is inspiring? You know, women have this whole thing with self-doubt. It just creeps in. And for some reason, once you hit 40, 50 beyond, it, it just sets in and a lot of women get stuck. They're afraid to just start or begin again and take that next step. And so I think for me, the biggest obstacle was saying, you know what, the I's don't all have to be dotted and the T's don't have to be crossed. And it doesn't have to be on this perfect plan of when to launch and do all this, just do it, just have the courage to start and things will fall in place. And I think, you know, the obstacles we also have are we, we, we tend to be our worst critics. We tend to judge ourselves and then we second guess ourselves and that just happens. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we just have to stop that and realize that, you know, we've got a great story to share. We've got something important to say, believe in it, be passionate about it, and just start. I think there's so much power in those two words. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, it's the old Nike logo, just yes. do it. And there's yeah, a lot right? of there's a whole lot of truth in that when you take that first step. So, you know, as we talked about, you've got a lot of really wonderful themes throughout the book. And what's really great in it though is, you know, you just have a lot of really simple, actionable steps throughout the book. And, you know, you just said it, like start that, you know, yeah. take, take that verse, first step. And we were talking about uh, insecurities and mm -hmm. yes, women are, you know, I think we have those all, all of our lives, but I think there's probably times in our lives when 
Um, they're more pronounced. And a lot of people have actually said that midlife is actually a lot like being an adolescence mm -hmm. in terms of new feelings and new insecurities and new where am I right. going? Because somewhere in that interim, you're so busy, you know, striving yes. towards a career, raising a family. So it's really kind of interesting when you, when you think about it that way. And I really think that happens. And we were talking about judging and one of my favorite chapters in your book is called the judges are everywhere because we oh, do yeah. say, Oh, everybody's judging me. But then as you're very honest about, and this is true, if we're all honest, we also judge people. Yeah, we all someone, do it. Someone yeah. walks in the room and you're immediately, yes. you may, whether you want to or not, just how they entered, how they look. Yes. The first thing they said, you've made a judgment already. <laughs> So true. Sad, but true. But you know what? I, I needed to put that out there too, because we all do it. We do. I mean, we've been, we're a victim to it and, and we do it ourselves. So it's just the and, way it is. Yeah. And you have some great, you have a beautiful story in there about, about what happens when you say, okay, I'm not going to, let me try to get past this thing with this person yes. and how really yes. you right. can end up with a wonderful experience and actually a lifetime friend. And I know you found that in the New York City Public Library, right? I did. I did, <laughs> which I love. And you know what? I just, sometimes we just, we just don't take time to, you know, sit back and really, and everybody has a story. I say that all the time. And, um, you know, it was a situation where I was in the library and I was, you know, how we are, we're just, we have a plan. I was meeting my daughter for dinner that night and I thought, okay, I've got a block of three hours or whatever it was that I'm just going to write. And Cheryl, you probably had me on a deadline. So I was like, okay, I got to get this done and proofed and edited and back to Cheryl. And, um, and this, and this lovely woman was sitting next to me at a table at the New York public library, which is one of my favorite places to go. And I had my headphones on and I was intent and thinking, oh, brother, you know, I, I'm, your mind kind of drifts off to look at all the people around you. I see some teenagers in one corner and an old man in another corner and this, and this woman, I could tell she was just, you know, she kept creeping over a little bit closer to me in these big wooden ch clunky chairs. And it ended up being such a gift that day because um, I don't want to give it away because I want people to read the book. But what was so nice about it was just that I took the time to look up and she needed that and I needed it too. You know, we add value in different ways to each other. And that was one part in my life journey that, wow, I think I was there for her that day in an unexpected way as she was there for me. And, um, you know, we have to put that judging lens aside. And uh, I talk about that in another part of that whole chapter about a, a 5K that I ran. And, you know, I'm not a good runner. Um, never been, I never will be, to be honest, but I, I, you know, I challenged myself to do this 5k and I did it. I was the slowest when I started and slowest when I ended, but I remember walking into that first meeting and doing just what Cheryl had mentioned. You know, you walk in and you kind of, you profile the room, you, you look at them right. and you say, oh man, I'm totally out of my league. You know, this woman looks like she's totally fit or she's wearing the latest Lululemon or athleta or whatever it is. And you second guess everything. But I think as women, the, the value here is, you know, we, we just have to realize that we can do anything we set our minds to. And that as much as, you know, everybody's going to be judging all the time, but it's, it's your, you know, your strength and resilience and your story to tell. You have to just go forward and do it because it's, it's your journey. It's part of it. Yeah. And I always like to say to women too, you know, when they're, when, you know, I, I've started many different businesses and my thing is always like, what what's the worst thing that can happen yes exactly you know, and if you I ask that. that question and if you're honest and you answer you say okay i could 
you know, this may not work. So I'll, right. so then what? And then you say, so then what? So then I'll do something else. Yes. So what exactly. you can, and you, you address that a lot in your book too, about, you know, what, yeah. what is holding, holding you back from all yeah. of these things and yeah. not being afraid to take that big leap off that cliff, right? <laughs> which I know. is the cover of your book. So which I is, know. which, which I is know. so terrific, but I just want to go back a second too, to that to the library encounter and we're not going to give it away because it's really a, a wonderful story but not only did you look up amy but mm -hmm. you you actually stopped to listen mm. and i i know that i really could learn to listen a lot better mm. i think most of it could because could because so many times we just are very dismissive di dismissive of people yes Exactly. Or, you know, as you said, too, when you're with, you know, you're out in a group or a group of, you have other stories about that, too, when you're with a group of friends and then right. someone new tries to come into that group. How do they, how do they feel? Right. And um, so just kind of taking the time to look up and maybe just ask a question and really listen to that person. Yeah. You yeah. so more enriched for it. And I, yes. and I it's just such a, a great thing to keep in mind in life so yeah. another thing too we were talking about about judging but usually the person that we judge the most and we mm. are our own worst critics we judge uh, ourselves all absolutely. the time mm -hmm. and you talk a lot in your book throughout the book actually about the importance of self-love so what are this what are some of the lessons that you've learned Mm, boy, I'll tell you, and it is true. We are our worst critic. We are, you know, there was a, I, I wrote it about it a little bit, you know, there was a, a survey that went out a while ago that women between the ages of 40 and 50 uh, were surveyed, they looked in the mirror and immediately were down on themselves. And because they wanted to see this reflection of a 20 year old in the mirror, and that's not where you are in your life. You know, you're, you're just not there. But women are so critical of, you know, they just, they look at themselves and feel like, oh, what happened to that person? Why do I have all of these wrinkles or these, you know, these things, all these things change at midlife as we know. Um, but, you know, I think it's just so important to take the time as a woman, especially, and just sit back. And I, I talk about this all the time, just to take a moment, which we, we have to give ourselves permission to just take that moment and close our eyes and reflect back on all that you've accomplished. And when you really create that highlight reel for yourself and you just sit back and say, wow, I did do that. And wow, I've navigated 11 moves or wow, I've, I've done this or I've, I've been involved with this organization and added value. That's when you sit back and say, wow, I have done a lot. And, and that's when you're able, and it just takes, it's that moment of self-reflection. We're yeah. so quick to just go from one thing to the next to the next or be so critical of ourselves and let, you know, and instead just sitting and taking that time to say, wow, I really have done a lot. And I'm really proud of this. And I'm really, you know, I think that's something we really need to do as women, especially at this age when we struggle with, you know, our roles change. Uh, we somewhat, you know, lose your identity. You're not, your kids aren't there in the nest, you know, with you every day. You're not watching them every second. Um, it's just one of those things we really have to do and, and do more of and really love ourselves and realize that we're enough just as we are. We are enough. And that's, uh, that's an important mantra. It's so great. And, and by the time women get to 50 and beyond, you've accomplished a lot. You don't live yeah, 50 years right. without having learned things and accomplished things. Exactly. And I think you're right. If you really pause and instead of focusing on the, oh, I won't be able to do this, or I don't know what I'm going to do right. next, or right. this is wrong or that. If you, as you said, really take a look and, and 
assess your strengths. You're going to find yeah. there's so, there's so many of them, but I have to laugh. Yeah. We're talking about how women, we're all so critical ourselves. And I have found this so much more now that everybody is on zoom. Oh, Everyone yeah. is freaking out even more than they ever were before about how they True. look on Zoom. And, and I, Amy and I have to be a little honest here because this is going to be audio, but we're actually yes, looking at each other on video. I know. I so Amy was like, okay, do I, yeah, are we going to show it up there? Do we, we need makeup? And I'm like, no. And I'm actually right. not wearing a bra and, <laughs> and my gray roots are showing. But if we were doing this live, we would be like, right. oh, I got to, I got to look yes. better. And I, I can't tell you how many women I've had to, <laughs> lead away from that clip and say no you look fine on zoom like stuff yeah. nobody is focusing on no one is seeing what you are seeing and it's right. i really noticed it it's magnified it so much more i mean i, I, I have agree. friends who are now saying they want to go get facelifts and oh uh, i hate how right. i look and just yeah. it's created another whole new yes. way to um to self-criticize ourselves. Yeah, that's true. That's so true. I know because everything is virtual. And I'll be honest, yes, I did say, is this audio only or you know, I know. do I have, to, well, do we I have all, to curl my hair? Yeah. We all do it. And then we look right. at ourselves and again, if it's recorded and then we're listening to well, yes. how did this sound and oh, I shouldn't have done that. It's just we need to get over that, people. We yes. just we sure <laughs> we do. just do. And it's really only you who are noticing it. Now I'll tell you an interesting story. We have uh my uh, Three Tomatoes LA partner is an actress and she's also mm -hmm. been a producer. And a few years ago, she, uh, she, had, she had two friends, they had this production company and they put together the most beautiful video that we often use at our, um, uh, at our events when we close them out. But what they did was they got 20 women together and they filmed them separately, but each one had to look at the camera and say, I am beautiful. Mm. Do you know how hard it was I for these that. women? And most yes. of them were their actress friends. One of them actually, wow. actually, she was having trouble saying it. And then she actually starts crying. And really? she says, I am. And then she, she says, I am beautiful. It's yeah. the most profound yeah. thing. And I know in your book, you talk about just stand in front of a mirror and say, yes. I love myself. I'm beautiful. It's very empowering. And it is. we just it is. have so much trouble saying that to ourselves. And it's so and true. Not so seeing true. all those flaws, but saying, exactly. who's, who's that person inside that I love? So yes. And not being deflective on, on, uh, compliments you know when when we say exactly wow you look gorgeous today oh. well i really love that sweater on you and then what do women do oh thanks but yeah you know, oh thank you but oh i just had it you know got it at tj maxx or oh i just oh i'm so out of shape you know you just we constantly exactly i know i do that and i'm very guilty yeah. of that and then <laughs> if we I can love just that, say, I'm like, oh, it was so I, it was street jewelry. And just yes. to say, thank you. Yeah. Yes. Those, the power of just thank you. I know. I know. I have friends now that will call me and say, Amy, I'll just say thank you. I say, yes. hey, just do it. it. It is. It's it's amazing. That's a great lesson. We should all, we, we all, if there's two takeaways, it's look in the mirror and say, I am beautiful. I just learned yes. to say thank you. Nothing more is yes. needed, right? Yes. So another really, another really great chapter that I like, and I think this is just so important. It's the whole, the, the chapter is called building your team and it's the whole concept mm -hmm. of why this is important and right. that you don't have to go alone. So how did you build your team of support as you were starting to do what you're doing and how has mm. that helped you? 
You know, uh, it's, it's so great because um, friendships are, are challenging at any age for women, especially. And I think at midlife, they become even more challenging because you may have gone back to work full time and you don't have, you know, this circle that you meet for coffee or for wine, or, you know, you may have moved to a retirement spot somewhere other than where you, you know, raised your kids. Um, I do think it's so hard, but it's so important to find that anchor. You know, if it's just one person, it doesn't have to be a posse of women. It doesn't have to be a huge group, but I believe in the power of just having an anchor that you know, has your back at all times, you know, is going to call you out when you're not acting right. We'll say, Hey, Amy, you know, you're not having a good day. And I can tell that about you because of this Mm -hmm. and then talk it through. And, you know, you need those people in your life. I say, look at friends as a financial portfolio, people that are going to be depositing in and not withdrawing. And that's going to change too. And I think that's the other thing that we struggle with is that, people come into our lives at different times and they may leave our lives at different times. So friendships evolve, you know, they really do. They may evaporate. It's just part of it, but finding that group of support, you know, at any stage and you never know when you're going to have an unexpected new friend. I mean, that's the amazing thing about it, but just finding people that add value to you and are just filling your cup is so important. And, you know, to find those things, sometimes it's, it's going outside of your comfort zone. It's, it's those, it's those moments when you have to maybe say, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to volunteer for this organization. And all of a sudden here's another like-minded woman that becomes your friend. So it's challenging yourself to do that. But um, I think it's so important. And I'm just very grateful that, you know, through my moves and just through my journey, I've had some just incredible friends that have supported me and, and brought me through some very difficult times, whether it's through grief or, you know, moving or challenges, you know, as you're becoming almost an empty nester, all of those things. So um, I'm just, I'm very grateful for that. So I hope women listening can, can just realize that um, even if it's one anchor, that's all you need, but you need somebody. You yeah, really do. It's so true. And the, and they, you, you've touched on a lot of different uh, important things here, Amy. And I think one is that, you know, friendships change. Yes. And, and sometimes you have to, sometimes you kind of have to weed out your friends. I mean, the reality is sometimes that happens yeah. because you, you've outgrown each other or maybe get to the point where you realize certain friends actually are toxic and that does yeah. happen and that's not yeah. enhancing your life. Exactly. And then, and then you kind of have friends that are sort of for different things too. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like the, like the friend you could go shopping with and always says, you have to buy that. You yes. know, that's oh, yeah. the kind I have of friend of I like. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I like to go shopping with that person. Never husbands, but that person is <laughs> yes. it's a good one to go shopping with. And and there's another thing, too, is you're building a business. And, and some of the best advice I got was several years ago when I was actually first starting the Three Tomatoes. And it was from a wonderful woman who's a, a venture capitalist in New York City. And she calls it building your board of directors and what she Mm. suggests you do is to go out and they may even be people you know in your in your sphere but you're not good friends with them and say listen I really want to start this thing but I want people who have been through it and I want people who are going to give me really good honest feedback yes and invite them to be your board of advisors and directors and it really makes a huge difference and women will be amazed at if you reach out to women, they yes. almost always will say yes. That's exactly. Isn't that you true? Know? That's you so true. Not to be yes. afraid to say, oh, well, I don't know. That person is, right. you know, oh, has some fabulous career. Why would she want to talk to me? It's yeah. not true. And I and I think uh, that over the years, and I've definitely seen it, uh, 
is I think women are much more collaborative now and really do want to help other women. That's Isn't that big. true? Oh, it, I just changes I've seen in my, yes. in my lifetime. And that's so important. I think we really need to absolutely to do that. So what's next for Amy? Oh, doing boy. so many exciting things. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. You know, uh, just getting this book out there has been so much fun. I have to say, you know, uh, it was a little bit difficult to launch something virtually because of course I wanted to go on a tour and high five and hug everybody. But of course that's not part of it, but it's been wonderful because I'm building, um, different events where book clubs can get involved and do virtual, um, you know, we can kind of go through the book virtually. I can come as a guest to your book club. So that's really fun. And I've got them right. scheduled all over the country. So that, that's that will right. be a lot of fun. Um, you know, and just workshops that I offer for women about building confidence and having your cannonball moments and what I call cannonball with confidence. You know, those are things that I do um, all the time. And I love to speak to groups of women about just taking on your story and, um, you know, and looking at it and really looking at it, like I said, creating your highlight reel and going forward with confidence. I think it's so important. Um, so I'm hoping that, you know, my goal with this book, of course, is to have it. It's like your what to expect at midlife, what to expect when you were expecting, what to expect mm -hmm. a toddler and teen years. I really want this book to be on every woman's shelf so that they can read it and reflect on it and, you know, take action in their own lives. And uh, I don't know what the next, somebody asked me on an interview recently and said, hey, Amy, what do the next 10 years look like for you? And I said, oh my gosh, I'll be 60, almost 61. I can't even imagine, you know, if you would have asked me that at 30, I would have said, oh, 50, you know, oh brother, I'll be old. But you know what? I'm more empowered and, and more inspired to do right. things now than I ever have been. So I just look forward to what's next. You know, I, I don't know exactly what all that's going to be, but um, I just look forward to it. because and that's, that's the be best great. way to approach this. I always hate that what's 10 years ahead. Even when I was in the corporate yep. world, I hated long-term planning because nothing right. is certain Me and too. everything changes. And you have to be, you just have to go forward with the kind of attitude, great attitude that you have and yeah. said, I'm ready for the next yep. thing. And yeah. I'm going to say yes, and I'm going to take the opportunities that, and then see where it leads you. And it usually is in a pretty good place. Yeah. And I, yeah. I'm just here to tell you, because I am definitely way ahead of you in this, in this <laughs> journey, that life is so much better in the second half of life. Yeah. We're, we sure. have more freedom. We, get, we have more creativity. There yes. are just women doing so many amazing things at all different ages. And right. you rock, Amy, and I'm so proud Thank of you. you and so proud of this book. And to learn more about Amy and listen to her podcast, you can go to fearlesslyfacing50.com. And they can also find out about your workshops there too, right? Yes, exactly. Yep. Everything's on the website. Yep. Excellent. And her book, Cannonball, Fearlessly Facing Midlife and Beyond, which was mm. published by the Three Tomatoes Book Publishing, is available yes, on Amazon and booksellers everywhere. And it's a great selection for book clubs. It really is. Yeah, and you just heard Amy say she's willing to to do virtual uh, book club zoom so that's a yeah. great opportunity so yeah yeah it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun it's been great and you know i'm writing another book so there you go excellent <laughs> well thank you for being my guest thank you, Cheryl. today Absolutely. enjoy the rest of the summer i will all right okay. we'll see you soon okay